0: welcome to numb bills fan podcast i am your host david palermo this is podcast number 171 the buffalo bills versus jacksonville jaguars playoff preview i call my buddy kevin messeri up again really like the chemistry kevin and i have he's a good person and uh he's really easy to get along with and I like his takes. He kind of sends me in directions I don't really think about all the time. So I look at him like a guy to take my takes and make them real or not. And I firmly believe the Bills have a real shot at winning this playoff game. So Kevin and I pretty much talk about that. We, ri- we dive into uh, who's playing defensive tackle next to Kyle Williams if you want to get deep. you know, uh, Don't forget Tyrod Taylor, believe it or not is a playoff quarterback. So there you have it. And what a matchup for a guy who doesn't turn the ball over much. And I believe the Bills can sell out on the run defensively, so you'll hear all about it. Don't forget, we're brought to you by Grandstand Sports Network, which has got a bunch of cool sports podcasts on there. So com. It's a great hub to find other sports podcasts that you're into if you have other sports teams too. Locked on Bills is on there the rock power report. Look at it. Let's call it how it is. You got cover one podcast with Eric Turner. He does more scouting stuff. Okay. Eric is a dedicated scout, you know, kind of guy. He's in the scouting department. You got Kevin Misery, Aaron Quinn, and uh, another guy, I forgot his name, at uh, Lockdown Bills doing the podcast. And that's really cool because you get Eric Turner on there as well sometimes. And you're getting information backed by good analytics, by pro football focus. So that's really rad. They're sponsored by them. So that's cool. So you know the information's as legit as we can get it. The Bills players and the coaches, they're not going to give us the plays. We have to make an estimated guess. Maybe there's some tips by anonymous sources on what's really going on. And, um, you know, we get to break down. Or at least there's a good information is Lockdown Bills podcast. And I can't wait to listen to the crossover show. Bills and Jags crossover show with their Jaguars reporter. And Kevin gets into that, that they're going to ask them some pointed questions to see why is the team actually... Ranked so high, the Jaguars, in all the categories, except for one, which is stopping the run. So, look, Punch Drunk Sports, if you know about that, another great podcast. Check them out, Punch Drunk Sports. Ari Shafir, Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow. Jason Tebow's on the Direct TV's NFL Network. He's Andrew Siciliano's ear, right-hand man there. Gets him all the information. Uh, great comedian. He has a album called Return to the Red State. Also, San Tripoli has another podcast called Tinfoil Hat Podcast, and has a comedy album coming out soon as well. And check out their Patreon for Punch Drunk, and that actually helps go towards the network coming up for Punt Drunk Sports Podcast Network, and we are the official podcast for the Bills that covers the Bills for Punch Drunk Sports, so can't wait for that to drop. Just saw Jim Florentine, if anybody knows him. Uh, Great comic. Really hilarious. I've heard him for years on Rovers' Morning Glory back about a decade ago and uh, from that, that damn metal show. And really cool, really fun. So he also knows those guys, too, at Punch Drunk. So it's pretty neat. And don't forget, Ari Shafir has a special, too, on Netflix called Double Negative. And if you're ever bored, type go watch Ari Shafir's show on, uh, on YouTube. It was actually on Comedy Central called This Is Not Happening. I watch it with the wife all the time. Really fun. So as always, thank you to everybody supporting the podcast. It's been brought to you by NumbillsFan.com. I have some giveaways coming up. Trying to get some more followers on all the platforms. Let's be honest here. So how to do it, giveaways. Anybody want anything, suggestions, you know, on what to give away. I have a bunch of bills, memorabilia. Hey, shoot me a message anywhere. So hopefully you enjoy this podcast with Kevin Missari. Number 171, Bills vs. Jags playoff preview. Alright, and on the line is Kevin Misery from Locked On Bills Podcast, um, which is part of uh presented to you by Cover One. Um so Kevin, what's up, man?
1: Not too much, Dave. What's going on with you?
0: Uh still digesting that the Bills are in the playoffs and we're still alive in life. That's right. Um, you know pretty crazy i've still cried more and i'm still really happy for the players and that stigma of buffalo to be just shaken, you know so i can't believe it i'm pretty stoked and to be honest with you i think the bills have one of the best matchups they could ever have for this drought and um you know we talked last podcast on 170 on number 170 and um no, let's just... I'm just going to dive in for the audience right now real quick. Kevin knows all this, but let's just go through some stats um, right off the Bills website uh, app, I should say. So, points per game. The Bills are 22nd. The Jags are are 5th. Yards a game. they are. The Bills are 29th. The Jaguars are 6th. Pass yards a game. The Bills are 31st. The Jaguars are 17th. Rush yards a game. The Bills are 6th. And the Jaguars are 1st. I mean... So, if you're looking at this at least offensively, it's very, very, very lopsided. You have uh, two, like, you have three out of four top ten categories, almost top five. And uh, defensively, the Bills are 18th in points and the Jags are second. Defensive yards, the Jaguars, or I should say the Bills are 26th and the Jaguars are second. Defensive pass yards a game, the Bills are 20th and the Jaguars are first. (laughs) Defensive rushing yards a game. The Bills are 29th, and the Jaguars are first, 21st. So, to me, these numbers, Kevin, if you want to go just stats and, you know, no quarterback to be scared of and Blake Bortles, uh, you pretty much sell out on the run, and that Marcus Murphy kid has some killer vision. He's a natural kick returner, great athlete, Um, Got to know him a little bit in the last few days. And, uh, you know, I think the way to just, let's get into it right now, Kevin. For me, I thought about this. Um, If the Bills coaching staff is smart, if LaShawn McCoy is not 100%, he doesn't feel like he can do McCoy-ish things, uh, I still think you put him out there and you use him more in the passing game. You have him running more routes. You have Marcus Murphy and Tolbert, Harry, the rock more, but don't overthink it. I think the X factor is McCoy. He is still a decoy. They still have to think about him and pay attention to him. Even if it's a read option and he gets right out of the fucking way, just have it happen. That's it. You know, like he is a guy that takes a player with him and Rock can do the same thing as well and just still have him out there as a decoy. Do not do what you did with Calvin benjamin and the jets and not at least trot him out there to take a defender with him because it's all about mismatches in football right kevin so uh what's your take right. i think they stop the run they run the ball and they stick to those strengths.
1: i think you got to start at the top and you know when you read through those stats it's it's a tale of two different teams in terms of one team cares about the statistics what did it get them a 10 and 6 record right The Bills are a team that literally don't care about where their statistics show, and it got them to nine and seven. So, all those top five accolades equals just about the same record. Struggled mightily down the stretch. They lost to the Titans twice. Lost to the Jets. Um, You know, they lost uh, to San Francisco, uh, Arizona. So, I mean, they're losing to average to bad teams. They they play a style of football because of their quarterback. That's gonna they're gonna limit their the their opposing teams yards they're gonna really focus on that kind of stuff um but the matchup still i think they're overperforming and the bills are underperforming in terms of statistics i don't mean record wise i think they are what they are 10 and 6 is probably right with what they are the bills are probably right with what they are at nine and seven but those statistics just are so lopsided for the jags and then lopsided negatively for the bills the bills played better than 29th um a lot in a lot of those categories like their run defense is the one that is concerning to me. The Bills' run defense, um, their pass defense plays way better than the, the whatever it is—the 20th ranked pass defense. Just I mean, that's that's stupid. They play way better than that.
0: I'll, I'll be honest with you, Kevin. Um, if you look at the Bills right off the bat, uh, the quarterbacks that they've had to play, you have Tom Brady twice. Yep. Um, I really don't think Jake Cutler is that bad. Maybe people think I'm crazy.
1: I think the one that's even worse, Josh McCown's not that bad.
0: Yeah, and Um, what I'm trying to say here is like, do we have to go through the list of quarterbacks that the Jaguars have had to play? You know what I mean? Like the running backs, the Jaguars, Kobe
1: Brissett twice, Tom Savage. Okay. Um, you know you have, you know Marcus Mariota who's having a terrible year twice. You know they did play Ben Roethlisberger. They played Josh McCown. Um, you know, they lost to Drew Stanton or Blaine Gabbard. I don't know which one started that Arizona game. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. So Russell Wilson. Uh, whoever was starting at the bounce at that point.
0: So they've paid about six bad quarterbacks. Yeah.
1: So far. And, and, uh. You know, and it's something to take away from their pass defense. I mean, their pass defense has been fine; it's been good, and it deserves to be ranked fairly high for sure. Um, I don't think I would argue that. I think what I would argue is that you know they still do have the 21st ranked run defense. That's whether it's Marcus Murphy or Lashawn McCoy. We've played some. I mean, Miami has a better run defense, so um, you have that going for you, and then you have a, a really good running quarterback who. You know, they beat Russell Wilson earlier in the year, but he still put up his stats. He lost, they, you know, they have a struggle against Tennessee. So there's, there's a lot of good matchups that, that don't just show. If you look at the stats, it looks like Jacksonville's a 13 and three team. They're 10 and six for a reason.
0: Well, that picked up on, uh, the Lockdown Bills podcast with Aaron Quinn was, um, to guess he had on today, uh, or yesterday. He mentioned that, um, Paul Puzlesny, 33, uh, my age. So um, 33, and you could even get Nick O'Leary on him, and he's pretty much done. So it's a mismatch. I need tight end on Paul Puzlesny. So, um, you know, the Bills' tight ends were used heavily last time, and I don't care what happens. I just want to see them, again, be smart. I thought the last game they played was really telling uh the coaching staff has come a long way, implementing smart decisions and uh, being a little bit "quote unquote" riskier in situations. Not as conservative, and Doug Marone is going to punt. Um, Doug Marone is going to Marone, and what you know? What's awesome is, I think of all people, Tyrod Taylor is the X factor of this game. And what I mean by that is, if if you can, if there's a game for Tyrod Taylor to take over. You know what I mean? I'm reminiscing on Tyrod uh, against the Titans a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe his first year playing for the Bills as a start, as a quarterback. And uh, against the Titans, he just took over. You know what I mean? He just took over and won the game for the Bills. And um, we've seen him against the Giants his first year on the Bills as well. Um, have two touchdowns negated. The Bills should have won that game at home. But, I mean, we've seen Tyrod take over and uh, – I just hope the advantage of McDermott and his process is everything is consistent. And I like that. So these players have grown to adjust with the coaching staff and the coaching staff has really adjusted to its players and defense. The the first fundamental Kevin of defense is stopping the run. So for me, I think that's easy when you don't have a franchise quarterback, a guy who can sling the ball around the yard. Um, Hey, man, Trey White, EJ Gaines, very smart, very, very smart players. And what I mean by that is they're hyper aware of their body. They're hyper aware of where the ball is. They're always causing turnovers. And, and, and for really, a lot of people are getting very frustrated with Trey White. They must not be able to get open on him because they are getting really frustrated with him. Do you notice that?
1: Right. I mean, I just think. You look at the you look at the the tale of two teams, right? That's what I'm calling it. Um, I I think that they play a solid style of defense for Jacksonville. Now I don't know necessarily that Paul plus the guy that's covering tight ends right now on, the, on their team. They do a they do um, eliminate running back catches and tight end catches who the Bills love to throw to. So the Paul pulls is he's going to cover your best player aspect, is, is going to be a little bit overblown because he's not the one I'm going to be covering Charles Clay. So we'll get some good insight on that on the Lockdown uh, crossover show tonight. Um, we'll run Lockdown, those Lockdown Jags. So it'll be interesting to see what they tell me about why their stats are, you know, top five in a lot of categories and they're 10 and six. I mean, they have stats as good as or better than New England. If you just look at statistics. So what, what's preventing them from being 13-3? and three? Why do they have three more losses than they should? Um, that's what I'm most interested to find out tonight. And is it Doug Maron? I mean, punting the ball, like, look, even with Adam Gase last week, it was frustrating because he's clearly going for it when he should be kicking field goals or punting. It just gives your team a, 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 just a wild card, just such a better chance to win um, when you're doing stuff like that than, than playing conventional football. Doug Morone's the opposite. He's going to play straight-up conventional football.
0: I'm curious to see just um, Chris Ivory is pretty dinged up. So it's going to be Leonard Fournette. And I think when the Bills have faced some good running backs, they've actually shut them down um, when they've only had to. I don't know. I, I say that and they're not really. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's and, been, and, a, there's and, been a couple games, Kevin, where they've done really good. We've
1: seen They can't it. stop being on Lewis to save their life. Um, Deion Lewis absolutely torched him. I think Kareem Hunt was really the only one they've stopped in any recent. Yeah, memory.
0: well, Kareem Hunt and the other dude last week on Miami, he didn't really do anything either. Drake.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean he he didn't he didn't go off off, but he still you know he still ate he still had his day. Um, got thrown out late in the game, but you know he still
0: he had a couple know. big runs, but I just I didn't really feel that. He was that impact, like Jay Ajayi was, where it was just, what are we doing? You know? Like, Jay Ajayi forever scarred me. You know, it was...
1: Yeah, I mean, he yeah. went for 14 for 75 for 5.4 average, which is solid, and, you know, 16 for 78 in the first game, 4.9 average in the touchdown. So, yeah, it wasn't quite the 200 yards Ajayi picked up... Uh, Back to back games against the Bills last year. I, I just um, what
0: I'm trying to say is I'm trying to hang my hat on anything that can get me thinking that the Bills can key in on Leonard Fournette because if that's all they have, but at the same time, many teams know that and they can't stop it. So it's like, um, you know, I don't, I, don't, I, I, I really, I really don't know how to go about um you know it's like all right if if preston brown is not as good in coverage as he is at stopping the run Mm -hmm. it's like a it's like an arrow up you follow me like it's a better mismatch for this bill's defense because he can clean up he's smart um now matt milano has an injury a little bit right it's a, a hamstring or something? He has some kind of injury. I thought he's a little yep, bit limited.
1: Yep, yep, he is nursing. It. He's been out of practice both days.
0: But Ramon Humber was effective when he was in last game. And, um, you know, Lorenzo Alexander, another smart player out there, too. So, um, I think if they're focused in the Bills or on this playoff thing and all the momentum is behind them, I think naturally, without trying, they're actually going to be at 25, I don't think we're going to see the same Bills team that we've been seeing. I think it's well, going to be really intense. I don't think the Jaguars truly give a fuck. I mean, it's
1: going to it's gonna take turnovers. I mean, Jacksonville turns it over 12th in the league with 23 turnovers. They do get the ball a lot. So, you know, that's really where the matchup starts and ends for me. I mean, the Bills are very good at not turning it over. 16 total turnovers on the year. Uh, five of them were Nathan Peterman. So, you know, 11 when Tyrod Taylor's quarterbacking the team. That'd be the lowest in the NFL with Kansas City. So it's already 27. So there, there's the matchup difference is that Jackson is going to want to turn the ball over and they're not going to, they get 33 turnovers this season. That's two a game. You know, they're not going to get it from Tyrod. Then they, if they continue to turn it over with their quarterback at at, at 23 times per, per game, or excuse me, 23 times this season, which is a turnover and a half per game. So you look at that. So you're going to have pl- plus a half to a full turnover in Bill's favor. You know, they're going to need to turn to points, whether it's three to seven, you know that's where the matchup starts. I mean, they're the number one team in the league in sacking the quarterback, so they have a lot of stats in their advantage. They're really the ones that, are, in my opinion, are their run defense, where the Bills need to take advantage, and their giveaways. So they're going to take the ball away, but I don't think they are this week. Um, you know, so you, so it's it's those two things. It's the giveaways, and it's your you know, and it's your run defense. You know, the really probe Jacksonville in every other facet of the game, but still only equal ten and six. At the end of the day, what can you say? That's a 10 and six season that they overperformed. That's what the statistics say.
0: I mean, at the same time, you could say the Bills have overperformed, sure. and it's like.
1: But not statistically, Dave. You just read me off stats that said they're 29, 29, 20, exactly. 29. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like they. A lot of people. They
1: overperformed in the win column, but not in the and, stats. And,
0: and, and it's weird. It's like everybody I talk to and people I think that are smarter, they're like, no, man, it's the coaching. It's the coaching. It's the coaching. And, and honestly i've been really resistant to that but you know i didn't really emphasize this enough i know you only got a couple minutes left here but um i didn't really emphasize this enough last podcast and it's really i gotta just let it go a little bit you know the guys learning they got into the playoffs and that's really it really kind of levels it out for me there's time to make adjustments there's going to be some good uh coordinators or adjustments they can make um who knows? Maybe Rick Dennison and Tyrod Taylor have some great relationship. I know that the players are behind Tyrod Taylor, you know, on that team. They're definitely behind Tyrod Taylor. And, um, hey, guess what? Tyrod is a playoff quarterback, and uh, people need to accept that. And now is the time for him to he can either go one of two ways he could really try Edwards this situation and be captain super conservative super Sorry. conservative or you um what you can do is let it rip you know let it rip i mean you still have Calvin Benjamin out there I just want to see mismatches. I don't want to see the same old football from the Bills. I should say not same old, but I just don't want to see something super predictable because LeSean McCoy is a mismatch. I don't care if he's hobbling out there. My theory with him at receiver, Kevin more is he can still at least have that that quickness and have more space to make moves. You follow? So maybe Mm -hmm. dial up some screens for him, stuff like that where – if he's has to be in a phone booth, he ain't gonna be as effective with that ankle. You know what I mean? So yep. um I still think he will be effective. I'm really looking forward to see what Marcus Murphy can bring. That kid's vision was like Mike Gillisley, but a little bit faster. And um which I always related Gillisley to Fred Jackson. I thought Tolbert ran well north south. I thought Tyron Taylor last game was very effective. And, um, you know, everything they've been asking Tyrod to do over the years, he figures it out. And, um, I'm, Hey, I don't think there's a quarterback. I, I'd be more confident in here because, you know, let's just say Tyrod has an anomaly day where he actually throws for 300 yards and has 60 yards rushing. Can you complain with that? Or he runs for a buck and your other running backs combined for seventy-five yards to a hundred yards. I mean, you're talking about a lot of clock eating up. You're talking about a lot of control. The Bills need to get points early and just hold steady. You know what I'm saying, Kevin? A lot of yep. I think the secondary has proved it to put even more pressure on them. Honestly, and I don't think they'll bat an eye. So, any final thoughts you have to that? I think the Bills can really do it. I really think the Bills are going to win.
1: It's I I think they're more evenly matched than the statistics show. So you know another place where you know if you're really getting into the nitty gritty of the matchup and you should, um, you know, you got the Bills that are fairly unpenalized too. I mean, there's been games that are worse than other, but they've only had 98 against, which is you know good for top 10 in the league which is ninth actually. And then you have Jacksonville, which is a little bit more down the, down the cusp, 112 penalties that they're sitting at, you know, more like 20th in the league. So there, there, there's an advantage there that, you know, the Bills are a little bit better coached. Um, You know, the bills have only benefited 97 penalties against them, meaning teams that play them only have actually less somehow than the bills already decent number. They're fifth in the league and not getting penalties called for them um, in terms of the other team getting a penalty. So, you know that that's very interesting to me where you know if if you look at it, jacksonvilles actually top eighth in the league and receiving penalties hundred and twelve have been called um for their uh for their opponent meaning they've they benefited from so you know they' it's it's an interesting thing to look at you can look at penalties there you know turnovers i still think are are a big um being the point the Bills way both their kicking games are strong 91% both teams are making their field goals I think the Bills um, are going
0: to be so surprised and they're like uh uh snow in Jacksonville right now as of Thursday today is it yep. was snowing and, and you want to know something um I can I sound more like an Italian um I think uh, if I'm going to put on my conspiracy theory uh, gambling goggles on The storyline is there for the Bills. The Bills are lucky this is their Cinderella season. They're going to get the breaks, okay? The Jaguars, sorry, the refs have already won this game for the Bills, I think, honestly. I think it's in. The Bills are way better TV ratings. The Bills fans are wild. They can't just end in this week. So the Bills, again, need to just stay out of their way, and I think they're getting hot right when we need them to, Kevin, and that's right now. And a reference to Giants last podcast, I don't know if you caught it, Um You were on it, so I referenced the Giants last time, and I like this to build off of next year is going to be the craziest offseason ever between the draft. There's so much equity, so much free agent ammunition with the Bills in the playoffs right now, and Bills Mafia is going to reign true, and uh, they even had to stop. They banned selling tables in the city of Jacksonville, and the city of Buffalo got involved, and uh, you know, to the Bills Mafia people out there, don't be a dick on the internet. Just chill out with your internet wars. I mean, stop. God, I hate the internet sometimes. It's like I use I, – I like to go on those sites to see some stuff, but I really just like to promote the content there. But, Kevin, the Bills are still in the playoffs, man.
1: That's true, man. I mean, they're they're there. They're right there, Dave. I mean, they're still there. They still have a winnable game. And plus, it's the time of year where you can't just expect to have matchups in your favor anymore. Like, you're not playing the Jets every game, the Dolphins every game. Um, you're not getting a Colts with Jacoby Brissett anymore. You know, you're going to be playing only teams better than Jacksonville with, with New England and, and Pittsburgh and waiting in the wings. So. I think
0: the Bills line up with New England. I really do. The Bills yeah. are due. They are very
1: due. It's tough to beat anyone three times in a season in any sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully something's in their favor with that game as well. So, you know, even, even the other matchup was Kansas City. I still don't like going there again and winning back-to-back games in Arrowhead. No way, Dave. That wasn't going to happen. No. Nope. Um you're not going to go there and beat them twice, Andy Reid specifically. I mean, that game's going to be a bigger blowout, Kansas City, Tennessee. Um, I just I just don't think to see Tennessee competing in that game. I don't think they're very good. Um, and Kansas City's going to take care of their business, and they're going to go on um, and and, pl- and probably potentially play Pittsburgh based on our game, although they match up better with New England too. So they're actually probably rooting for us to lose. They'd probably rather play New England. Do
0: you have any um, – one last thing before I let you go. Yeah, sure. Because uh, yeah, i got to get out. I, I always hate – you know, we have crushed Doug Marone, Deacon, and I for years. And mm-hmm. uh, as he's gotten older and we've grown away from the situation, the more I like him. <laughs> and, you know, um, I really did like the Marone hiring when it happened. I just didn't like how he left the team. And I didn't like that, you know, mid season that they finally opened up the playbook. And I was complaining about that with this staff now. Um that it took him a season and a half for Marone staff. But uh you know mm-hmm. I gotta say though, still as a fan, like yeah. screw Marone. You know what I mean? I really hope for the fan base the Bills do it. But again, you only have Eric Wood, Cordy line who won't be starting. Uh Santro Henderson was on the team. Mm-hmm. Um and uh which he might be playing, but Jordan Mills allegedly at practice had his helmet on and stuff, looked like he was doing some stuff, so um, you know, and Jordan Mills, good kid. Really like that kid. I, I, you know, we, we really critiqued that the right side of the line, but, um, uh-huh. you know, that, he worked so hard. And in the off season to hear him just like, Hey, I'll do whatever it takes. I just want to play. I want to be on the team. And just very ecstatic about that. And, and for him to get another shot, I thought Aaron Cromer did a nice job with the offensive line. Um, and you know, to, I thought Jordan Mills was okay. Um, Last year, but it's like I feel bad for those players, but man, you know you got Jerry Hughes and Kyle Williams and Preston Brown. That's it. That said, it's a playoff game for the Bills. I think we have nothing to worry about with this team being prepared or not. I think they're going to be a hundred percent prepared. And guess uh, another thing too is. Uh, they say that they watch a lot of Jaguars tape anyways because their defense runs the same stuff. So this offense should be ready to run against that defense, but that's also the same advantage of Blake Bortles. So he's used to seeing a similar defense as well. At least that's what the Bills players are saying about the Jaguars as they watch you know, during the season. They watch their tape to see different concepts executed that they borrow as well. So, um Kind of a little interesting fun fact there. I thought for yeah, preparation. No, I mean it's
1: it's worth noting that the Bills are going to be prepared. They're going to have seen this defense. They're going to be coming in with extra motivation. I mean Jacksonville ended their streak as well. Um, they had a fairly sizable. I don't remember if it was nine or ten. I think success. it was nine. Nine. Okay. Nine years. Um, so a fairly sizable one for them as well. Um, Bills. You know the Bills fans are going to go over there and, and and fairly show out. It's going to be. 40s degree 30 to 40 maybe middle to upper 40s i don't know what the game temperature is going to be but that that's cold for them um so in their own stadium i mean there's not a ton of advantage in my opinion between the weather the bills fans and them already having like a more mild fan base you know you're going to have um all those are favorable to play want to play on their like i just would not i don't have any interest in going to arrowhead um never did never will especially in the playoffs i would have no interest in going to baltimore and pittsburgh those are some of the places I just would have no interest in playing. Do
0: you um, want to go to Foxboro?
1: Um You mean if we make it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I kind of do, yeah.
0: Would your wife go? Because I'll ask mine. Yeah, she might. I'll just tell her, like, yo, we're going.
1: So um, She might. I think it's a Saturday night. I think the schedule is already out. Do you know? I think it's a Saturday night.
0: Not that bad of a drive, man. We could take a rapey, aka the van. You know what I mean? Just get to my crib. What is
1: it, like six hours from Rochester?
0: Seven, I think.
1: Is it really? A full Maybe seven? Six
0: to seven. I don't know. I Maybe think it's I'm seven Buffalo. I, I thought Connecticut was seven. And I thought yeah. you kind of go through to I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. Don't I mean, li- why are you listening to me? When am I, the trip advisor, Kevin?
1: Yeah, you're the trip advisor Dave, from let's see, I can just Google it real quick for you. From Rochester to Foxborough, Yeah. Six hours, twelve minutes.
0: Okay, well with it with me that's about five hours. So um, okay. you know, ten over at all times. And I don't take yeah, it's, pee it's breaks. Little, if you got a pee, you, you better pee in a car.
1: So, um I mean I don't know,
0: I've been told to have crazy looking eyes lately. So like I ain't worried about it. I wear my jersey proudly. Saturday at
1: 8.15, so you could even leave Saturday. I mean, it's Saturday at 8.15.
0: Kevin, Um... you come into town. We'll get a little breakfast, okay? (laughs) And then we'll leave here at, like, 9 after breakfast. We'll get there at 5. And we'll have
1: a good time, okay? Then you sleep over, and then you you drive back Sunday. Yeah, really. Yeah,
0: because Tom Brady did not look good the last time the Bills played him. and I mean, second half you warmed up, but come on, when push off
1: Gronk gets wide open. If we all make the it, time. if we make it, we're gonna have to seriously consider this, depending on tickets pricing. Well, the way but I look at it, I don't that I can drop a thousand on a ticket.
0: Dude, what if it's five hundred bucks? I would spend five hundred because there's no airfare. That's the hiccup for the Jacksonville yeah. games. Is I can't Christmas mortgage. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I gotta pay that mortgage by the fifteenth too. So I know, I know. You know? Yeah,
1: no, that I could do that. I'm just saying, I don't. Fox Bros has a propensity to be like a thousand now. What? Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Come on. Yep. We're, how about this? How, let's, how can let's we get can't, this one how how can we can't we go there and report for like our network? Grandstand Sports Network. If you don't know, Network dot com. Brought to you by this podcast, and so is Kevin with Lockdown Bills and the whole Lockdown Bills franchise. Grandstand Sports Network. Thanks, guys.
1: Hey, you never know. Hey, we'll see what we can pull off, but let's see what happens here, and then we'll seriously talk about it on uh, Sunday night.
0: All right, Kevin. Well, is that all you got for
1: us, bud? Um, I think. I mean, I think you really do just in this matchup before. Looking forward to the Patriots, um, which is really cocky of the sixth seed to be saying. Um, I I just don't think Jack. I, I said it before we, we were even in the scenarios and the playoffs happened that I'd love to match up with Jack, I just think it's always a winnable game, no matter what. When you're playing a quarterback like Blake Bartles, I think he's the worst quarterback left. Yeah, uh, him and Mariota and then Tyrod are probably the bottom three. Um, you know, and then you got Nick Foles, who isn't very good, but that's that doesn't matter. He's in the NFC. Um, but those, And then Case Keenum. I mean, he's been playing great football, but he's not very good either. So, you know, it's, you don't have the lotus um, um, quarterback here in this playoffs. I mean, you don't have Rodgers. You don't have Flacco. I mean, you know, honestly,
0: get used to it. I've been saying it for a couple of years now. These franchise quarterbacks, home franchise quarterbacks are dying. Okay? You and, don't have
1: Russell Wilson. You don't have – Dude, I mean, I'm so not-
0: shocked that Jack Del Rio got fired. Do you know that? Yep. I am so shocked. That Jack Del Rio got fired. Like You and I should do another podcast in tomorrow if you even want. Um, just about these playoffs. Uh, just
1: to, Yeah, we can get into that. I shouldn't have gotten into that.
0: Oh, the no. I'm just saying in general, I would love to just shoot the skinny with you yeah. in the playoffs real quick. Because, um, you know, interesting matchups. I follow the Vikings. Not as tight as I used to. But I'm really stoked for them. Uh, Zimmer is a hell of a coach. Um, mm. You know...
1: I, I don't yeah I mean it's definitely you know a good conversation to to get into some of those uh different day but you could i guess on a final point to note i do think that coaching is part of the reason why those are nine and five in the jacks with all their stats at 10 and six i mean in my opinion Marone's done wonders to get him to 10 and six so but if you look at their stats as we have all day um that team should be way higher than 10 and six with those kind of stats so what why, why are they why aren't they more why aren't they three and 13? Or thirteen and 3 I mean.
0: Well, we'll find out. Uh, you're podcasting, what, in five minutes? Yeah,
1: in a couple minutes here. As soon as they get online, I'll be podcasting. So,
0: Yeah, um, so we'll find out. Where where will your podcast be, and when can we drop it? Because we'll get down right to the nitty-gritty. I just had to air it out with you. I think the Bills have a shot. Um, a real good shot. Like I, I honestly think it's a 60-40 get. just because they could sell out on the run.
1: So. I think they have to. So you can find the... Anyone listening, tune into the Jags uh locked on show. It's always really good to get someone similar to, to myself or Dave, uh, their opinion on the Jaguars. Um Jagu Jag Jaguar. How do you Jaguar? Jag Jaguar. Yeah. J A
0: G U A
1: R S. But it's not wire, so it's Jaguar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jaguar. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Jaguar. Okay.
0: Don't worry, Kevin. Um, we're not going to delete the last, like, 15 seconds here. So, like, uh <laughs> if you want, to no, you can should, put it at you the end. See the comments.
1: You should see the comments. Like, I hate the word Jaguar. I hate the word Jaguar. I hate the word Jaguar. It's like, alright, man, I guess we have English uh, enunciation. How do you spell it? You
0: J-A-G-W-I-R-E? Well, that's how <laughs> you we like say jaguar? it. you like Jaguar? Did you put, like, a dash in there, too? No, no, no. That's how I say it. Jaguar. Oh.
1: That's not how you spell it that's how I say it i would jaguar. say halloween
0: halloween so I how mean, do you say
1: it how do you say the? how do you say their team name
0: i say jaguar like jaguar like multima that's right. like i'm gonna yeah, take jaguar. a sweater and fold it over my chest
1: right like the car jaguar
0: <laughs> yeah like a dude you want to punch in the face you know that doesn't yeah. look
1: like me jaguar Anyways, Jaguar. Yeah. you can find our crossover show with the jaguars um here in the next it'll probably be recording in the next 45 minutes it'll be up probably around 9 9 30 pm um check it out because you're gonna get their coverage people who spend their days in life thinking about the Jaguars which is crazy to me but um they do have really good people over there I'm really, really looking forward to the call um they have a, really do have a strong defense so I am interested to see what they have to say
0: their defense is no joke they're gonna punch you in the mouth and and uh hey. I think it's going to be okay. We we know one thing, though, is if you listen to the media, quarterback is the most uh, you know, important position on the field, and I don't think there's any more typical Bills, man. I think it's over. It's a new thing. It's not everything is riding on getting to the damn playoffs. It doesn't matter. We're here. It's a clean slate. I just want one I win. I, I can't I, wait to see it. I don't care to see it.
1: go to Patriots and, and do not pull it off. Oh. I just want to win. I want to end the drought. I want to end the playoff winless drought and really have something to build on. That's my goal. Um, Kevin, I
0: just don't think it takes that much to get to the Super Bowl, man. It's football and anything happens. This this sport is so crazy. The Baltimore Ravens made and won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Against Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Peyton Manning throwing for the most touchdowns probably of his career that season. You know, and nobody beats my man Brett Favre. You know, you want to look at Tom Brady's stats at forty something, look at Brett Favre, okay? Brett Favre. Is, now I would still take Brett Favre over like half the league now. Yep.
1: No, you're I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't think this team's quite talented to make it there. I I, um,
0: I just think I just think matchup wise, you've played the Patriots so many times. That said, I look at the defensive tackle spot next to kyle williams and it's a big question mark it's a big question mark you know i don't know like what do they do about that like how do you you know i don't even know where to think you know i i I don't know that's something that you know they'll probably get somebody in the third round because adolphus washington he's kind of not been good right is that the story about him this year right which was a shocker to me
1: so Yeah, he's one of the last ranked uh, state, uh defensive tackles in the league. So <laughs> him and uh him and Coleman was awful before getting caught, and so was uh Thornton, who I was expecting to play a little better. Um he's I saw Lorenzo per-
0: Alexander at the defensive tackle spot and he was getting penetration. Right. You know, so and, and oh by the way, Matt Milano. Does that kid not that he should be named like the penetrator. He, like, I had to, like, double-check the screen last week. He, he had a tackle for a loss with, like, six yards. And, I don't know. He, he's just yeah, always I mean, in the
1: backfield, man. I had to, like, double-check my eyes. It's true, but he might not be able to go, which is I'd have been like Ramon Humber from the day he stepped on this field. He started playing okay in the beginning of the season, and he went out with a little nagging injury, and he's been not very good. Um, so Milano's is one of those guys who, if he doesn't get on the field tomorrow, you're not going to give a rookie linebacker in the playoffs. He can't play too much pra- practicing nothing during the week. So, um, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of good matchups. Um, this, this talent, this team is intended to make the super bowl. Um, but I do think they could surprised, uh, here in this Jacksonville game and maybe put up a fight in new England.
0: I got my blind faith, Kevin. No one's knocking me off that. Okay, no one is telling me this is not a championship caliber team. All right, this is playoff caliber. Well, we're here, baby, and it doesn't matter. And I'm not even trying to be corny. I really feel that way, and I feel like I'm into Chan Gailey years. Like, no man, any given Sunday, dude, and that's totally the truth.
1: I still feel that way, and I, I, would, and, I would just feel I would just feel a lot different if they didn't have to roll through uh, New England. Honestly. Um, the Kansas City Pittsburgh um, Tennessee 3 over there like that's they're not that's some winnable games. I just if Pittsburgh gets upset by Kansas City um, my 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 morale goes up a tenfold. If you had a Kansas City or Tennessee versus the Bills uh, AFC Championship game that'd be great. Right.
0: Well, that'd be great. Kevin, I'm going to wrap this thing up here. Uh, Alrighty. The Bills have a real shot. Shout out to Bills Mafia for traveling well and being great fans. And uh, everybody's supporting the team. It's great to see the Bills getting some good publicity. If we can finally look at this team objectively and not talk, not have the drought just be that elephant in the room. I'm very stoked for the future. I can't wait to talk about, um, you know, more things. So uh, it's I'm hoping to preview the Patriots after this. I really feel the Bills have a shot as Kevin and I talked. Um, Again, locked on Bills, Kevin, Kevin Masseri on Twitter.
1: That's right. You know, it's going to be fun. I'll leave you with one final thought. If the Bills do pull through against Jacksonville and then pull through New England, that's where the final game could be Pittsburgh. And that's very close. Um, An AFC championship game in Pittsburgh could be a lot of fun. That
0: would be fun. And I bet you Pittsburgh fans would actually be cool.
1: They'd love it because they probably think the Bills – they'd much rather play the Bills than the Patriots.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So
1: everyone would be in high spirits. They'd probably be cool because we're not going to go in there in our high horse like Patriots fans would.
0: What if the Patriots Um, lose their bye week? (laughs) Didn't think.
1: I would do anything for that to happen to be a real thing
0: i don't know man I, I hope it happens kevin i hope it i hope it happens i'm well still, they have to so get like... through
1: jacksonville first and we'll see if they can even show up against a, a really good team in jacksonville defensively a really good team um and leonard fournette has last thing dave i want to say on your podcast is leonard fournette has even admitted to not liking being tackled in the cold Well, he's gonna have a long day he's
0: gonna have a really long day and there's no team better prepared than the bills they fought through more shit this year than any other team. Um, they just got to recover
1: onside kicks. If they were winning in this game and Jacksonville goes and kicks on an onside kick, I swear I'm going to be holding my breath.
0: Don't get me going on special teams. Okay. Don't even get me started.
1: Um, yeah, we'll save that. Well, anyways, yeah, you can find me at Kevin Misery at locked on bills, a crossover edition. So anyone to tune into that, um, it'll be great to, to hear their pool point of view. It's really helpful for bills followers to get where they're coming from. You got to hear some of their positives, um and some of their negatives to really get a real feel for the game in my opinion. You gotta you know what?
0: I, I like uh podcasting with you because we're distributors of information. I don't know everything, but I want to try to talk to people who do know more than us and it's great that you're doing that. Um and 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 hopefully you know people can make their own opinion, their own predictions. Put them out there, send them in to us. You know you can find me on Twitter, Numb Bills fan and uh, Kevin, Kevin Masseri. I'm also on Instagram, um, so Facebook as well. So send anything in, and shout-out to the Reddit crowd if you're listening. And uh, on behalf of Punch Drunk Sports and Grandstand Sports Network, uh, this has been no Bills Fan Podcast number 171 with uh, Bills vs. Jags Playoff Preview with Kevin Masseri. So, Kevin, thank you as always, and, uh, you know... We'll talk after. We'll probably talk playoffs before, too, at least in tax. So.
1: Sounds good, Dave. Thanks for having me on again.
0: No sweat, Kevin. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. See yeah,
1: you. Bye.